Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. Radio show. My name is Clyde the Cool Dude Forrest, and as always, I'm joined by my co host and co producer, Hilaire the Fire Breather Sobel. My good oh, yeah. people. Today yeah, on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are concluding a discussion that we started last week on the church and rape culture. That is it. And what, what started, what sparked that discussion was a case which started late last year. And it came to public knowledge on December 28th that a senior pastor at a Moravian church in Jamaica was having sexual relations with a minor. He was caught with his pants mm-hmm. down, pretty much, as yes. you could say. Yes, well, <laughs> allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Allegedly mm-hmm. caught in compromising uh, position uh, yes, with a in minor. A car. Mm-hmm. At a, in a car in the community which, which he serviced. Uh-huh. Which he serviced. What a, what a way to put it. Getting serviced. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. You understand? Uh-huh. Well, I tell you. And since then, a massive sex scandal has been more or less unraveling the Moravian church in Jamaica. Since, uh, since then, a few other pastors have been accused of sexual assault as well in the same church. Yeah. And women. Women have been really speaking out on social media with the campaign hashtag call their names. I think it's say their names or call their names. Call their names. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. Hashtag on on Facebook or on Twitter. Uh You'll be able to follow what that movement has been uh, Uh doing. More or less bringing public ridicule and public shame Uh to number of people accused sexual abusers, right? And, and that has been going on for the past several weeks. It has lost a bit of traction in traditional media, in the newspaper. Uh-huh. And I'm not seeing as much, um, uh-huh. you know, it, the story isn't occupying much real estate in the newspapers of late. Uh-huh. The discussion has been raging on, on social media uh, since the time it, it, it started until now. And Hilaire and I had our first show on the issue last week, we had a number of guests on, uh-huh. and this week we plan to conclude 
with some uh, solutions. And I'd, I'd ask Hillier to take a stab at it. Any solutions that you can think of right off the top of your head, Hillier, that doesn't well, involve right away burning the Moravian Church? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I do think that many of our solutions are, first of all, are going to have to be institutional. Um, I, I, I do think, and I, and I, and I take, in, and, and right now I take EM initially at um, some of our institutions, which are there in, in, in some kind of way. Um, I mean, like the, you know, like the Children's Advocate, um, Child Development, um, what is it, Child Development Protection Agency. I, I, I do think that they need to be um, significantly. Um, they, they need to. They need to have far more of a public presence. Um, people need right. to know about them. People need to know. People need to get a sense of to develop a sense of comfort, um, which I don't right. think is there. They seem to be too alien, too far away from what is from what is happening. And, and indeed, even with all that has been going on, I mean, there's been nothing um, from, for example, the child advocate's office um, from Mrs. Dan Harrison. Um, you know, to me, I think this is a great opportunity, uh, I would think, for that particular office to, 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 to you know, to, to, indic- to promote what it does, right. what it can do um, to develop. Because to, to, for, to some, I'm not saying they do nothing, but, you know, if, if you're not seen, if you're not visible, then people aren't going to have a sense of, well, I can come to you um, I, and, and, and perhaps get some results. Um, I'd, say, I'd say the same about the, um, the the police unit that is devoted to 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 to, to sexual, sexual offenses. offenses. Um, yeah. I can't remember the whole the the CISAC or something like that. Yeah, but, Sissoka. Um, Sissoka. Um, I I because I think that there needs to be um, because I think these these institutions need to do a bit more proactive policing um, right. and engagement. Um, you know, yes, with yes, the Jamaican yes. community, which I don't think they're doing. That's true. Um, yes. because you see, I, I, think, mm-hmm. I think the challenge with this case, Hillier, mm-hmm. and I, I'm yes. sure other persons would agree, that, that one of the big challenges with this case is that this is happening inside the church. And, yes. and, and the persons who are being accused are, you know, quote-unquote, respectable mm-hmm. people of society. You see, if right. this was ever some little naughty downtown Calawag, we are pushed right. or one of them entertainers that you see a dance on YouTube. If it was right. ever one of those persons that right. was being accused, right. my goodness, right? Yes. Or, yes. or, or if, if, it, if it was a case where um, the child that was accused was, was a boy, right? With, oh, no, took, no. Well, I mean, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that. No, that would, that would cause no sleeping giants to roll. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, we, we definitely have some major problems. I mean, I would say with societal attitudes, um, you know, that, 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 that I think infect, you know, our way of thinking and therefore our approach to these, to these right. issues. Um, I mean, not, and, not, not, and, and of course, I mean, you know, given that this, the institution is a, is a church, you know, we also have this tendency, um, of course, to give churches and religions a pass um, rather than yes. hold them to, to, to account. So 
So so even now you have those, even Sean Major Campbell, you know, is kind of doing a little batting for the church. And I mean, he had a, he had a, <laughs> and he got a little, he got some licks for it, you know, from yeah. I think um, Tai Two, Tai Two Heron yeah, and yeah, others, yeah. because and, and others and others as well. Right. You know? So, so, so if anybody knows Sean Major Campbell, you'll know that um, he has been a, a very vocal advocate for human rights, uh, the, the respect and dignity of LGBT persons, and so on. And right. he wrote a letter recently to the, to the national newspaper, the, the Jamaica Gleaner, I think it was. Right. Yes, it was. And, and in, that, in, in that article, he seemed to be throwing some ashes and sackcloth on the church, you know, asking for some kind of balance, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. Well, I mean, he was talking about, well, you know, the, you know, look, you know, the, the community, the church community is hurting too, kind of thing. Right. And, I, and I just thought that his concern was a little misplaced. Um, yeah. You know, um, and in my mind, given that, you know, there is increasing evidence of complicity by that, by the, by that particular church, you know. Um, exactly. I mean, not, yeah, not yeah, yet yeah. proven, but increasing evidence, you know. Right. So to me, right. Right. Um, you know, and when I when I think back to the the big wailing, you know, of that of of the folks in that church when the news bust, you know, and they were all yeah. claiming that somehow, you know, this pastor had been, you know, subject to the had somehow been been subject to the temptation of Satan and all kind of wrath. Yes. Um, you Satan, know, that, Satan had a vagina. <laughs> Satan had a vagina. You know. Uh, yeah, um, a vagina. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm sorry, you know. Um, you know, and, and I know, I mean, and quite rightly, I mean, yes, I understand, you know, if, if one of your own, you know, your leader is 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 accused, you know. Perhaps it does produce um, a measure of shock and disbelief and and all of that. But at the same time, um, you have to be you 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 also have to 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 I would hope, you know, have some balance yeah. about it and realize the, the, the gravity of the situation and and exactly. the nature of the allegations. Exactly. I mean, the nature of the allegation, yeah, which has not been disproved so far, is that he was in a motor vehicle with this young girl. Okay. Right. No. Yes. So, so yeah, right there, right, right. there, that that's problematic. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, yes. you know, while while Hillary and I, you know, have mm-hmm. respect for Sean Major Campbell, we totally disagree with yes. with his position in that letter because um, before we even talk about whether or not the church is hurting, and, mm-hmm. and let's mm-hmm. deal with the victim. Let's let's kind mm-hmm. of try to fix this problem first. Right. 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 Try, it, it, this would be akin to, to looking at what is happening or what has happened in the United mm-hmm. States and, yes. and start to talk about why people are hurting too. Right, 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 right. right, let's, right. Deal let's, let's deal with the, mm-hmm. the centuries-long oppression of racial minorities first mm-hmm. and then we talk about who else hurt. And the same thing that's going on here in Jamaica. We should talk about the victims who right. have been abused for decades. And, you know, given the law of averages, for every one case that comes to public attention, there's probably 10, 20, 30 that goes unreported. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because Clive, I mean, it's something, 
I mean, I mean, this thing is an epidemic. I mean, inside institutions and outside, because yeah. I can barely, I mean, I I can barely come across a Jamaican woman, you know, who is willing to talk and, and to share, who has not been subject yes. to some kind of sexual abuse. Exactly. Right? Um, I'd, I'd say one hundred percent of Jamaican women, by the time, so if you've lived in Jamaica from birth up until, like, by the time you're 13, 14, mm-hmm. has experienced some kind of uh, sexual aggression mm-hmm. ranging from either like an inappropriate touch, an inappropriate comment, all the way mm-hmm. up to outright rape. Yes, 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 yes. About every single Jamaican has yes. experienced that be- between mm-hmm. the time of birth and, yes. and maybe early puberty. Right, 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 right. But, you know, I, I, I have to, I really have to salute. Um, you know, many of our women, you know, who have taken some leadership on this issue, um, you know, to, 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 to bring public attention, you know, intense public attention and scrutiny to this issue. Um, you know, yes. people like, like, like Taito Heron, um, you know, Stella Gibson and others. Um, and also, right. I mean, when you think, I mean, like, um, you know, I mean, like a few weeks ago, well, before we went on break, you know, we featured Life in Leggings, which is yet yes, another yes. manifestation of women saying, look, you know, enough. Um, right. You know, so, so, so to some extent, I mean, I'm expecting and hoping that this sort of, of, of renewed activism on the part of women is going to make a big difference. Um, yes. You know, because, I mean, ultimately, you know, I've found, you know, in this business of human rights advocacy, um, you know, it you get the you you get optimum results when it is yeah. victims or you know when it's victims or or, or 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 class of persons who are who are right. prone to being victimized who are the ones who push. Though that's yes. when you get you know, and yeah. so I'm I'm yeah. I'm certainly encouraged by that. And of course, you know, to the extent that that we at Yard skeptics can can contribute to that agenda. Um, then you know we will. You know, I mean, this is absolutely vital. You know, so all right, uh, we're yeah. up against our first break before we we bring in our guest Nicole Cameron. Um, yes. You know, so over to you, Clive. All right, thank you very much, Lear. So after the um, our first break, we'll be talking to Nicole Cameron. She's a PhD candidate in health communication at the Washington State University, and recently she co-authored a paper in which um, she and her co-authors argue that sexualized representations of women in the media somehow act to desensitize persons against intervening in acts uh-huh. of sexual aggression against women. Um, Hillier says he slightly disagrees or wants to contest that, that idea, but um, I'll allow Nicole Cameron to, to totally yes. shed yes. some light on that issue. She's a Jamaican, and she mm-hmm. um, was my colleague at the University of Technology when we both lectured there in the mm-hmm. Department of Liberal Studies. Stay tuned to the Other Skeptics Radio Show. This is Bojo Bantan with How It's Go. See you in a few minutes. We poor class of people, we want to go, it's go, go. We want to go, it's a go, go. And some other people are up and you don't form a human body, I show you now. Tell me, how it's a go, go. We 
Skeptics Radio Show. This is Clive, Hello. the cool dude, Forrester. And as always, uh-huh. I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilary the Fire Breather Sobers. Today on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are concluding a discussion that we started last week on the church and rape culture in relation to uh, a recent issue which happened in Jamaica where a pastor was um, uh, accused of having sexual relations, being in a, a sexually compromising position with a minor in the community in, in which his church was stationed in Mandeville, Jamaica. And since then, there has been quite a bit of fallout um, where that church is concerned because a few other church members have been accused either of sexual assaulting minors or of trying to cover up the sexual assault of minors. So, so quite a, a bit of devastation has been wrought on the Moravian church in Jamaica, mm-hmm. and rightly so. Yes. And it has sparked 
quite a, you know, a, a bit of social media outrage and social media discussion as it relates to whether or not it's appropriate to out some of these accused and alleged sexual um, assault, uh, you know, persons accused of sexual assault, whether or yes. not it's appropriate to out them on social media. That debate has been raging. That debate has been going on. You just heard Butch Banton singing How It Gonna Go. If uh-huh. a, um, a, a, a pastor boy molest my son, well, if uh-huh. that was the case, if it was a pastor boy molesting a, 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 another boy, a, a son, then clearly Jamaicans would have no problem with outing such a person because that, that, that would have been scandals of scandal. So, um, you know, the, the, what is happening now is that we see uh, an army of persons who are hell-bent on protecting the dignity of some of these persons, the dignity of the church, as it were. Right. Yes. But there is a, a counter-army which is hell-bent on ensuring that they deserve, that they get the scorn that they so much deserve. And, yes. and we at the Yardis have been monitoring the situation, and we have on hold right now Nicole Cameron, who is a PhD student at the Washington State University, who has done some research on um, trying to explain why it is that some persons are feel desensitized from intervening in acts of sexual aggression against women. Uh, Nicole, are you there? Yes, I am, Clive. Thanks for having me. Hi, welcome Thanks. to the show, Nicole. Thank you so much. <laughs> right, so how, how I got uh, hold of Nicole was that she mentioned her abstract on, on Facebook, and I jumped at the opportunity to get her to talk um, uh, about this, this issue. Before you get into your uh, research, Nicole, have you heard about what is going on in Jamaica and, and what, have, what are some of your thoughts on that issue, given that you've done research as it relates to sexual aggression, sexual violence, and, and so on? How do you okay, see the situation well, in Jamaica? Yeah. Well, I don't think my views are unique to what many people are feeling yeah. and what many people are saying um, yes. sexual abuse and sexual violence, regardless of where it falls on the continuum, from harassment to outright rape, yes. is an extremely vicious crime. And, yes. The, yes. and both the society and the legislature needs to deal with it accordingly. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the specific case that you are talking about. That's just how I see it. It needs to be dealt with. And I would advocate swiftly because of the public profile mm-hmm. of the entire issue so that it can help to send a message that as a society, we reject sexual violence. Because yes. the yeah. reality is that sexual violence is extremely entrenched in Jamaican society. We do not take it seriously. Sex- mm-hmm. Well, violence against women generally we mm-hmm. do not right. take it seriously. As a matter of fact, in another paper that I'm trying to finish, mm-hmm. one of my arguments is that we we kind of see violence against women as entertainment mm-hmm. to some, to, at some levels where, I mean, so what? Because, I mean, people will argue that nobody died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody, mm-hmm. nobody there is no, there might be no even physical scars. Right. So we see yeah. that it is not a serious issue, but it is. I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking about 50, 60 years of research that shows the extremely, what should you say now, 
to put it mildly, to put it very mildly, the very extremist sad consequences to the victims mm-hmm. of such crimes. So, yes. yeah, right. so that's just my view on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, and that, do, do, do you have do you do you have any quick solutions? Because today we'd like to focus on solutions. And I'm going to ask. I'm going to allow Hilary to ask this question right afterwards. But off the top of your head, Nicole, do you have any solutions that, that you think you could offer? To, to this situation moving forward, given your um, research that you've been doing? Okay, so from my perspective, I, I look at things through, and well, I propose communication solutions to issues mm-hmm. yes. based on my background, right? Now, the mm-hmm. first thing with sexual violence, and when I say sexual violence, I'm referring to the entire continuum, right? Yes, yes. Is that it is a gendered crime. Mm-hmm. Uh, people argue that women perpetuate sexual violence, and that is true. Mm-hmm. But you are talking about over 90% Precisely. Of, 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 um, in terms of rates being perpetrated by men. Yes. So in terms of solutions, we have to deal with the gender nature of the crime. We have to address issues um, concerning masculinity and how men yeah. perceive the performance of masculinity mm-hmm. and also how women perceive the performance of masculinity mm-hmm. too because yeah. that fact too is that victims of sexual violence and even women who are not victims of sexual violence sadly in many cases see it as normative as normative behavior that mm-hmm. it, this is the way it is supposed to go right. so the question is how can we change Mm-hmm. Those those gender norms right. to where sex to where sexual violence is seen as it is as right. crime as yes. a crime and therefore needs to be eradicated. Mm-hmm. So that's one of the first things just off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Um, two, my research focuses on bystander intervention. Right, I'd like to want to hear about that. I yeah. I came to study this. It was not my intention mm-hmm. to study this, but. As a Jamaican, the fact uh-huh. is violence in general, not just sexual violence, is severely underreported by members of the society, even though we know it is happening. We can name people, we can give time, we have such intricate details of the crime, but we uh-huh. do not right. do anything about it, we do not say anything about it. So Mm -hmm. I am interested in understanding why is it that we remain comatose Mm -hmm. almost when it comes to these issues. So solution-wise, my proposal is that we increase bystander activism, that Mm -hmm. if you know, you talk, and if you know, you intervene, regardless, and this is where it gets very sticky for many people, regardless of the consequences right. because yeah. as a society we do not reject it then it's just going to continue as it is mm-hmm. the statistics tell us that more than 80 percent of children growing up in jamaica are sexually abused or mm-hmm. sexually harassed now yeah. how can we accept that as a society mm-hmm. i am totally flabbergasted by that how can we live with that and not have nightmares about it right. we have to do something about it and right. it might not be my child or your child or anybody close to us but it's in the society jamaica is a small with less than three million people if something affects one person it's going to affect all of mm-hmm. us right. but yeah. by standard behavior cannot 
exit mm -hmm. in a society or we cannot expect it to improve in a society where people distrust authority and right. people yes. distrust police because we need police, yeah. we need the entire justice system right. to work right. so that if people report a crime, one, it is believed, two, it is investigated, it is investigated and it is prosecuted um, relatively to what is happening. But people in Jamaica, right. we distrust the police, so nobody is going to talk to the police. There have been too many reports of people who go and report these crimes and they are laughed at, the mm -hmm. cases dropped, or just nothing comes out of it. So people right. are yeah, going yeah. to say, then, why should I do this? Right. And in terms of this trust, or, or, or they get intimidated. Exactly. The police can't protect them if there is some kind of retaliation. Especially if the perpetrator, the alleged perpetrator, is somebody of high status in society. Right. I mean, yeah. I remember years ago, for example, when Jackie was convicted of mm -hmm. rape. There mm -hmm. were people calling for his release as if he was some freedom fighter like Nelson Mandela. Yes, yes, and, yes. And yes. these are the kinds of attitudes that perpetuate mm -hmm. these crimes and make people say, then why should I step forward? Right. So we have to deal with those kinds of issues. Um, right. Yeah, those are just some things. And, oh, and linked with bystander intervention too. Mm-hmm. We do have the culture of the informer of the dead in right. Jamaica. Oh, yes. And that is oh, something yeah. that we have to address. Mm -hmm. We have right. to address it. Because, for example, not specific to sexual violence, everybody is decrying their, the crime rate in Jamaica as it is now. Murder is every day. We are almost becoming desensitized to that. Right. But at the yeah. same time, both the police and the people in the community will tell us that we know who did the crime. We know at what time of the day. We right. know where the person lives. But what is right. happening? Nothing. Right. So we yeah. have to deal with those kinds of issues. Yeah. Right. There's yeah. some fundamentals. Yeah. But, you see, but there's some fundamental, what I say, fundamental dysfunctionalities, you know, that I think that are associated with a country that is not much past the plantation in terms of exactly. development. <laughs> Um, you know, and so I think what you talked to Nicole are some essential power pathologies, um, you know, that, that still exist as part of, 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 of that dispensation. Um, you know, because when for, example, when, for example, you talk about, you know, the um, even going back to the whole question of, 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 of bystanders, you know, and intervention, um, a bystander is not likely to intervene if, if, if culturally they are programmed to see um, the situation as something kind of else. normal. Yeah, exactly. You know, as something exactly. that they, you know, and, and, and on top of that, you know, Nicole, my, I have a view, I have a, I have a hypothesis that, that people are fundamentally cowards, you know, so that, um, you know, whenever there is some, some sort of, of conflict, um, you know, some sort of um, in front that is unfolding in front of them, they they prefer to look the other way than than intervene. You know, but it um, depends yeah. on the cultural forces that feed that. Agreed. And in Jamaica, we have very strong cultural forces that feed that. Yes, 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 yes. So, yes, so yes. well, let's let's get to your research, Nicole. So, so yes. set up the context of your research. Tell us about the kind of data you looked at, uh, the, the society that you looked at, and what are some of the results that you've been noticing? Okay. Um, what we did, it was an experiment. Mm -hmm. We yeah. 
well, this is this particular paper that you are referring to is a part of a larger project, really. Uh-huh. And yes. uh, so we wanted to know what are some of the factors that influence by standard intentions, because uh-huh. we are using a theoretical model that uh-huh. argues that the greatest determinant of behavior is intention. Uh-huh. And that intention is fueled by norms, attitudes, and uh, feelings of levels of self-efficacy that individuals have. Yes. So okay. we wanted to see, as media scholars, we wanted to see what are the effects of sexualized images. Yes. In, in particular, we tested magazine images, but the results have implications across all media mm-hmm. forms. Right. So we wanted to see the effect of those images on bystander inter intention. Yes. Now, yeah. I want to correct something that you said earlier, Clive. Uh-huh. The results yes. did not show that images in general, exposure to the images, um, decreases bystander intention. Uh-huh. Because one of the okay. things that our, one of the things that our research group argues strongly in other places, not me in particular, but members of the group, uh-huh. is that how you process media and media content, images yes. included, will uh-huh. determine how it affects you. In other words, yes. your levels of media literacy yes. will impact and affect how the effect of the media content on you. Uh-huh. So. And that, is, yes. and that was in line with what we found. So, for example, we found that general exposure to the images. Oh, let me describe. I'm going ahead of myself. Let me describe the design of the study. Yes. So, it was an experiment. Okay. And what we did was we had two conditions. Participants were placed either in a condition where they were exposed to sexualized alcohol advertisements or mm-hmm. non-sexualized alcohol ad- advertisements, and that was the control condition, right? Uh-huh. That we could compare the effect. Uh-huh. What we found was that p- general exposure to the images were not significant predictors of uh-huh. bystander intention. Okay. But okay. what is interesting is that we did find that how you interpreted those images had the effect. So for example, viewers who perceived the woman to be attractive uh-huh. and who saw and who thought they were being sexualized, they were more significant they the result there was that they were more significantly more likely to intervene. Okay. So but right. for example to compare that with people who perceived that the woman in the ad that they had agency uh-huh. or if they were victims, then they were less likely to intervene. Uh-huh. So it's a matter of your perception of what is going on in the mm-hmm. ads. Because as you know, people do not receive media content ident- in identical ways. Two right. people can watch okay. the same movie, right. view the true. same yes, ad, and walk away with two different impressions. Right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So it's your perception. So if you see the woman in the ads as attractive, or mm-hmm. if you thought they had agency, then you are more likely to express bystander interventions, which makes sense. In other right. words, if you saw the woman as having agency, in other words, they were not being victimized, right. then okay. you, you would expect them. You right. understand? I, you, yes. you would see that they then would have the power to 
do things for themselves. Yes. But if you okay. saw them, so for it's, example, it's, it's a different kind. It's a different kind of sexualization. Then, so if, if the woman seems to be, um, you know, indicating that that she's a willing participant in in this kind of sexual portrayal, and she has her own agency, that it's viewed in a totally different way. Exactly. Um, uh, you know, if if she was just like a, a a pinup girl on some poster or something of the sort. But the results are kind of contradictory because, for example, mm-hmm. we found that participants who saw them as victims, mm-hmm. they were less likely to intervene. Mm. But if and but also participants who saw them as having agency, they were also less likely to intervene. Those are contradictory results. But we haven't tested this yet because we still have some follow-up analyses to do. But my suspicion is we are going to do some interaction testing. But my suspicion is that that probably interacts with with the participant's acceptance or rejection of gender stereotype beliefs. Right. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. Sure. What What do you consider to be sexualized images? Because that okay. that to That's me is a pretty question. contested contested yes. notion. I know. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Broadly speaking, sexualized images of male or female mm-hmm. are. And tell me if you get this. It mm-hmm. are in those images that are sexually suggestive. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's it's as simple as that. Okay. Well, yeah. give me an example of what you'd consider to be a right. Uh, yeah. So you'd have, you'd have to describe an image for us. Give me because, an example. So, so, so here's an example. Here's a quick example. Um. Uh, so you tell me this is sexually suggestive. So on my profile picture now, I have a, 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 a like a little video that goes on a loop. It's showing me doing a back squat. In, in a in a uh-huh. gym. Is that sexually suggestive? <laughs> <laughs> no. You know why? <laughs> no, I would say no crime. Because um I, well I'm not looking at the image now. Take a peek at it and tell me what it does to you. Take a peek at it and tell me what it does to you. well, first of all, just based on your description. Um, I would say the, you see the context of a gym, mm-hmm. the context right. of the gym kind of would give you leeway to do things that maybe if you were doing it on the street, it would be different. Okay, I'm looking at the image now. Right. Yeah. Okay. No, it's not sexually suggestive. You have your um, what do you call it? The weight. You have your weight. Yes. And, uh-huh. and you are squatting. No, right. I do not see anything sexually suggestive about that. But let me just say this though. It's an important question that you asked, Hilary. Yes, yes. Because it goes back to what I was saying before. Mm-hmm. That our thesis in terms of analyzing viewers' reception of media content is that people perceive images differently. Right, right. So to some people there are images. Some images are sexualized and we accept that. Well, yes. somebody else looking at the image is going to say, nah, it is not. Well, so exactly. That's why. That's why I asked the question. So we totally, what we did in terms of choosing, in terms of our research, in terms of choosing what is sexualized or not sexualized, we go with the classic definitions of sexualized images. So, for example, it could be 
clothing, how much or how little clothing, mm -hmm. uh, but in twin with that, in terms of the position of the camera, it's a whole list. I don't have it here in front of me. Right. But um, yeah. to do that, but at the same time, usually what we do after that is also to test how people receive those images. Because mm -hmm. people don't receive the, the content the same. Right, 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 right. There's a concept yeah, it's, called... It's, it's so a highly concept. subjective. Exactly. There's a concept, I think, that I read recently called polysemicity, you know, um, you know, polysemous, meaning of many, many meanings. Many meanings. Yes, and I think that came out of like the semiotic linguistics, right? Mm -hmm. We are the linguist. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It sounds <laughs> like something from yeah. because um, so recently I saw a photo of um, our sprint queen, Shellyan, mm -hmm. who mm -hmm. I, I think she was getting an award for Sportswoman of the Year, or she might have attended. No, I, I don't mm -hmm. think she got the award, but she attended the gala. Mm -hmm. And she was wearing a dress with what you call a plunging v neck, right? So oh, it man, showed it's a, a pantsuit, man. It's a pantsuit. A red oh, pants oh, pants oh, well, all yes. I saw was the top. It showed a bit of cleavage. And yes. some persons were saying, oh, that looks rather classy and elegant. And other persons were saying, no, that, 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 that's way too sexual. Um, you, you, you said that you are living for the Lord and blah, blah, blah. So, you, you know, right there, in, you know, on, on that one picture which was posted on social media, we have I saw the image. I know the image you're referring to. Very different right. viewpoints. Yes. Right. Some, some thinking it was too sexualized. Some thinking that it had just the right touch of, um, you know, classy and sexy and mm -hmm. so on. How do you, how would your researchers approach an image such as that, for example? We would approach it in exactly the same way. We wouldn't, we wouldn't tag it. We would some just ask participants, what do you think about this image? Because, yeah. because as I said, our research and many more before us have found that in terms of the effects, and we are concerned with effects, we are media yeah. effects mm -hmm. um, people, and mm -hmm. what we are concerned with, what we know for a fact is that the effect of any media content depends on perception. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, for example, if people like you, Clive, who you only saw the plunging neckline, you didn't see the rest of it. Yeah. Uh -huh. We argue that the effect on you might be different from somebody who sees it and uh -huh. it's just the right balance between sexy and classy. You see? Uh -huh. Right. Uh -huh. Exactly. So we wouldn't label it. We yeah. will just ask participants, what do you think of this? Right. Because yeah. here's, here's the thing, though. You see, what tends to happen is that a woman appears in public with a dress or a pantsuit or a, a short, you know, you know, looking provocative, as some people would think. And whatever happens to her, if she is touched inappropriately, if somebody catcalls her it's or whatever. Her fault. Right. Yeah, people treat it as, as her fault. That, 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 well, if you didn't want the attention, why did you wear something like that? Right. And that's, well, so, that's so a part of the rape culture. Well, it is. It is a part of rape culture. You're totally right. But, um, you know, th this idea that some depictions of, of women and their clothing is sexualized while other is not, sometimes doesn't even hold fast in, in, in modern society because what, what I'm... What, so you have modes of dress, which some people, obviously, most people, 
would consider conservative. And yet right. still, women uh, are catcalled. They're, they're, they're inappropriately touched. Um, you know, men make comments about how whatever part of their appendage, whatever part of their body is fat and so on. It still happens. Exactly. Because, again, it goes back to perception. There are right. some men who find a fully covered woman as sexy and who will find somebody yeah. who is more scantily clad as not sexy and vice right. versa. So right. it goes right. back to how do we read whether it's media content or people mm-hmm. in real life? How do we read things? Because how we read things affects yes. how we process the information. Yes. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Nicole, we're just wow. going to go to our, our first break. Um, and then afterwards, we'll have a few questions from the chat room that we'll put to you. Okay, uh-huh. Clive, over to you. Yes. All right, stand by, folks. Uh, we have Nicole Cameron, who is a PhD candidate in health communication at Washington State University, chatting with us today on the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show, talking about her research on um, whether or not people are, are compelled to intervene whenever they see acts of sexual aggression perpetuated against women. Stay tuned to the Other Skeptics Radio Show. This is Babyface featuring Stevie Wonder. How come? How long?
Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. That was Babyface featuring Stevie Wonder telling us to open up our eyes. How come? How long? You know, yeah. will we let it just go on, turn our backs and carry on? Will we turn a blind eye to sexual abuse, to sexual violence against women? We have in studio with us uh, Nicole Cameron. Cameron, soon to be Dr. Nicole Cameron, uh, working on her PhD. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to speak it to being, you know, we we'll have to speak it into speak being. It right. she, she, speak it. Exactly. She, she has a, a background in psychology and um, she's doing a PhD at Washington State University in health communication. And she's talking to us about her recent research on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what the, the factors which impact on persons' propensity to intervene in acts right. of sexual aggression against women. And, you know, some very interesting results. It, it appears as if the grants of how women are depicted, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in a lot of images. People are just reluctant to intervene either way. Is, is there anything that you think, uh, Nicole, that, that your researchers might have noticed? that would have increased a willingness to intervene? Is there any such thing? Before we go to the questions from the chat room. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, I'm going to share with you not just results from my research, our research, or, yes. but, but other research also highlights some things that would, be, that would answer your question. Right. Um, when, what we know from other research is that women and our research also supported this, that women are more likely to intervene than men. Oh, and that is interesting. Okay. And yes. there's, there, there are other studies that show that this is impacted by social self-identification. So right. you, as a woman, you see yourself in that person, in the victim's position. Yes. So that makes you more likely to intervene. Mm-hmm. But I hypothesize, and we don't have the research for this yet, yes. but it's I'm going to study this in my paper eventually, uh-huh. is that that is not the only reason, that it could also be that women are socialized to be more pro-social. Uh-huh. And yes. that could be one of the things that made women more likely to intervene yes. Yes. as well. Uh-huh. We also yeah. know that if the victim is a family member, a close friend, that mm-hmm. that also makes people more likely to intervene. Mm-hmm. But I would love to do a study on this in Jamaica because I suspect that it is not as clear cut in Jamaica because this is I'm talking about studies done in the US. Right. That in Jamaica it might be different. You were talking about the cover up of the the sex scandal in the Moravian Church. Yeah, and right. the fact is that is not unique to any organization in Jamaica. No. No. In families no. in Jamaica in particular, not only because this is another thing about sexual violence in Jamaica. Sexual violence, especially on minors, yes. perpetrators are for the most part family members or close friends. Right, right. Yes. Uh-huh. And this fuels the cover up. You know, the whole thing we have in Jamaica about, you know, we don't want to shame the family kind of thing. Right, yes. Right, we don't want, yes. And the same sentiment, why yes. it would be covered up in an organization as well, church or otherwise. We don't yes. want to bring shame on the family. We don't want to bring shame on the church. We don't want to bring uh-huh. shame on the, 
government, whatever it might be. That right. same thing, you know, the look bad culture in Jamaica. We have to get rid of it. Right, not everything right. look bad. Yes, yes. Well, <laughs> right set of profilers. Exactly. What is worse is the crime that has been done. That right. is what yeah. looks bad. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yes. But what so we're looking at really is a re-engineering of our values. It is. Um, it's something that we might not want to accept, you know, but Jamaica is a highly dysfunctional society. Oh, it, is. it is. In yeah. many, yeah. many ways. At practically every level on every issue. Mm-hmm. Right. We, as you said, the society needs re-engineer. We need, we need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to yeah. continue yeah. what I was saying before, we also know, and this is not, this is not new, but we also know that acceptance of rape made decreases intentions to intervene, which makes mm-hmm. sense that mm. rape just for your audience is yes. talking about things like one, if a woman is harassed or some other type of violence is done to her, then it's her fault in one way. She should not have been on the road at night. She should not right. have yes. the way yes. she dressed and right. all of that. Right. So right. Right. if we accept our Depending on the level of rape misacceptance, that will tend to mm-hmm. decrease our intentions yeah. to intervene as well. And finally, I will mention this one, that people who reject gender stereotype beliefs are mm. more likely to intervene mm. in these situations as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, so all right, so we have two questions in the chat room. Yes. We have two questions in the chat room, Nicole. So the first question is, uh, do you think that violence against women and children is increasing or is just greater reporting? So that's the first question. Mm -hmm. Um, Are incidents increasing or have we just started to hear them more? So that's question one. Question two, do you agree with the um, movement campaign by some on social media to name the perpetrators publicly in social media, call their names, write their names in social media, um, for all to see. So two questions. One, do you think incidents of violence are increasing or is it just that we've become better at reporting and noticing and talking about it? And two, should we name these persons in, in public, these men who've been uh, perpetrators of sexual violence? Should we name them in public on social media? Nicole. Uh, okay, the first question. Mm. Of course, I have no way of knowing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For a fact. But yes. I would probably go down on the side of saying that we are probably better at reporting it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, and people, one of the things that globalization, one of the benefits of people having more access to the internet mm-hmm. and so on, is that we are now see Jamaicans are kind of broadening their perspective. We are interacting mm-hmm. more with the world, even yes. if not in flesh through media. Right. And yeah. I think that is helping us to sort of come out of our sometimes myopic view of the world. So I yeah. think yeah. that is probably probably I don't know. I think that is probably affecting our reporting rates. So mm-hmm. people feel more empowered. So for example you might watch a woman's march in the US on the internet or on T V or wherever right. yeah. and that might make you think, you know, something going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should mention this. This is important <laughs> to, yes. to think. The type of one of one of the members of my research group, she's actually my advisor. Mm-hmm. 
she did some studies some years ago, and one of the things she found was that people who watch Law and Order SVU, Special yes. Victims Unit, yes. they are very much more likely to intervene in bystander in sexual assault cases. Interesting. So, okay. Yes. And why I mentioned that, it goes back to the question about whether or not I think sexual assault is increasing. Yeah. Um, and I'm saying that it could be that we are more, we are reporting more. Because mm-hmm. as I said, as we talk more with international media and see what is happening, then, you know, then mm-hmm. I think that might in how we see the world and therefore might want to, want to report these crimes more often. Right. Yeah. Right. For the I second see. question, uh, whether should I call the names? Um, yes. I'm split down the middle on this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a part of me that is thinking, yes, name them and shame them. Right. Right. But there's the other part of me that is thinking that you are innocent until proven guilty. Yes. Yes. Right. So. Yes. Well, so, I mean, naming uh, somebody, naming somebody on social media is not is not giving them a prison sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but I mean you're you're you're, you're affecting their reputation. Exactly. I mean you exactly. Um yeah. and, and, and bear in mind too, Clive, I mean that it's a whole that, that you know, as Nicole mentioned, it's a whole spectrum of, 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 right. of that we're talking about of sexual right. violence. I mean from yeah. sexual harassment yeah. to um you know, to rape. You know, right. so yeah, yeah. You know, so for example, you know, let let us say that that maybe one day, you know, I I I, you know, I may give a compliment, you know, a lavish compliment to a woman on her appearance. You know, she uh-huh. may per- possibly perceive that as sexual harassment, and then want to come near me. You know, I yeah. mean, um, is that is that fear? You know, I I right. would argue no. Um, you know, because I mean, you know, and it's, it's in other words. The, the more ambiguous the situation is, the, the more uncomfortable I would be in terms of naming people because, right. yeah. you know, there, there, there could be. A, let's put it this way: there could be another. There's another. There could be another side to the story. Exactly. Yes. There could be another well, side so, to the story. But there, there, there the issue because so where this is concerned, I, I'm not sure if you can be split down the middle. Either, mm-hmm. either you are with it or you're not because uh, given. <laughs> wide spectrum of what could be construed as sexual harassment because as Hillier said so so he might have paid a compliment to, to a woman and that woman feels outraged decides to take it to social media and, and names Hillier simply as somebody who sexually harassed her right you have another yeah. man now who went out of his way to touch the woman right right like pinch her on the bottom right and, and and she goes to social media and names this man as somebody who sexually harassed her as well. Now, Hillier did something which is totally different from what this other man did. And both right. of them are named as person accused of, of sexual harassment on social media, publicly. Fine? Let, let us say, hypothetically, something like that were to happen. Um, it, it would... I could understand how, um, it, you know, it's... it's it, 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 Gives both men the same label, even though the infraction were worlds apart. And and, yeah. and in that way, in in that way, you, you you lump everybody into the same category as as um a, a sexual harasser. Mm-hmm. So so that might is dangerous, right? I totally understand that. 
um, and, and I can understand the implications to one's reputation and, and character as a result of something like that happening, right? You know, as Hillier said, there might be two sides to a story and so on and so forth. But on the other hand, you have victims who have been silenced either directly because they've been told to shut up or indirectly because uh, persons create a, a kind of protective blanket around uh-huh. um, some of these men who have been accused of sexual assault and so on. Right. So in, in, in many ways, these victims need an outlet. They need time to talk. They, they, they need a space to talk. Nobody believed them. Family members didn't believe them. Police didn't believe them. Um, their employers didn't believe them, and so on and so forth. But the minute they name this person on, on Facebook, everybody is running for cover. So maybe that is what needs to be done. Maybe they need to drop a bomb on social media and cause havoc for people to finally pay attention. And, and that is exactly what is happening in Jamaica now. People are paying attention. Yes, but I agree. But why I took the middle here is that there are also legal implications to naming and shaming. Yes. One, of the, one of the facts is that, and this is one of the reasons many sexual predators get away with their crime, yes. is, that, yeah. is that sexual violence depending on where it falls on the spectrum, is extremely hard to prove something. It is. It is. And if somebody says, person X did this to me, mm-hmm. no matter how true it is, the reality is, the sad reality or good reality you can decide, mm-hmm. is that if that person decides to come after you, the victim, or the alleged victim, and you cannot prove it, you, the victim, you end up in a situation where you are re-victimized. Exactly. And where you have to deal with what can be severe consequences, too. Right, right. So it is not as easy as that. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, people are going to want proof. Right, right. right. And and we come right back again to uh, victims. Them silencing because so so there might be people okay. listening to the show out there right now who who's saying boy you know um this happened to me but there's no way i can prove it now yeah Fine. The, the evidence yeah. has been quote unquote washed away um you know I, I don't have any pictures i don't have any voice notes with, with uh-huh. any kind of incriminating evidence but this happened to me and it's happened to me for years right. what no right what no uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, and that's uh, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, well, to me, to me, I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree. I mean, there, 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 there are. The, 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 I mean, I, I don't think we can sort of avoid the whole complexity of, 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 of the situation, and, and, um, you know. But I, I do think that, that, that certainly moving forward, if we're moving forward, there are constructive ways in which we can engage. Um, I mean, as I mentioned. Earlier, I do think that we need to to re-engineer, if possible, our institutions, you know, which are, I think, currently failing our our, our victims, you mm-hmm. know, um, the justice system, mm-hmm. um, in in particular, the justice mm-hmm. system. Um, I, I also think that that we 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 need to, you know, to create even even um, voluntary, I would say, spaces in which victims can come forward and talk and share what has happened to them, even even if it's not something that can perhaps 
it's not something that can be processed through the justice system, but somewhere yeah. where a victim can come forward and be received and be validated. I think that 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 that, that is something we can do at at the very least, um, because right. I agree. I mean, if, if let us say somebody who, you know, who has been victimized, who was victimized as a teenager, uh-huh. uh, victimized as a teenager by a pastor, okay. They are now in their mid mid forties, almost fifty. The person uh-huh. who victimized them is now dead. Okay, uh-huh. um, you know the the person is still having to contend with those wounds. Uh-huh. Okay? But even although we may not be able to process that through the justice system, there are other ways in which we can do so. You know by uh-huh. by you know you know by 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 you know if not therapeutic intervention, but at least a, a space in which, you know, the victim can be heard, you know, um, and, I mean, I think that that is something that um, that we should consider. And yeah. I would and, jump and, in here, too, and yeah, say, just to add, and I agree 100% yeah. with what Julia just said, mm. and I would also add that we cannot forget that victims of sexual violence, especially rape, are more likely to become perpetrators themselves. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. in terms of or, 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 or to even, or to even do things to to uphold the rape culture, because uh, mm-hmm. exactly. even with the situation that that happened in Jamaica, I'm guessing that that the, the mother of that teen was herself um, assaulted when when she was very young, and and as yes. such, probably didn't even notice the signs when her own daughters were going through it, or simply ignored the signs when. When her daughter exactly. was going to the Exactly. So in terms of healing and having a safe space to process this, this is extremely important. I remember yeah. there was an article a couple of years back in the papers, and I remember reading it, and a part, and it is like it affected me so much. Yeah. It was looking, it was looking at children mm-hmm. who were sexually assaulted. Yes. And there was one story in particular that got to me where mm-hmm. it said that it was, well, the incident occurred in one of those communities, close communities, where the donor sent for the little girl kind of thing. Yes. And yeah. it was reported that when the time came for that child to be sent to the don, and the child was certified and was sent, was assaulted, sent back mm-hmm. home, that mm-hmm. the mother's response was that it happened to me, so it right. will not kill you. Uh-huh. Oh. And yes. that stayed with me, because it's supposed that you were just saying, Clive, mm-hmm. that yeah. victims are more likely, we know, to become perpetr- perpetrators or to uphold the culture. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So victims yeah. of domestic, yeah. of sorry, mm-hmm. sexual violence, we need some sort of infrastructure right. where even if it cannot be prosecuted, and we hope that we can get to a place where the majority of cases are prosecuted. Right. Yes. But mm-hmm. even if that cannot happen, we need healing yeah. to take place. We need safe, <laughs> well, safe spaces so- to take place. So, 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 Nicole, some people would say that the infrastructure already exists. It is called social media. So, so while, while some of us are, yes. are, 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 you know, debating and say, yes, women need a space 
uh, a safe space where they can uh, come and talk and, and their stories be validated. Because indeed, it, from what I've been noticing, that seems to be what most of them want. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any push towards legal action, but just to simply have their voices heard and have their stories acknowledged. So it's not, it's not as if some of these women are going for blood. Right? Right. It's just the fact that they've been silenced for so long and they're they, they, they now impatient at um, waiting until some kind of committee or commission is formed in which they could yeah. hear their views. When there's Facebook, there is Twitter right there, and you could say their names and, and get the name out there and shame um, a, a, a lot of these men <laughs> who have been perpetrators of sexual assault. And that is what I'm hearing from the chat room right now. The chat room is on fire right now. We have <laughs> Sharon Smith and, and um, Yalna Broderick who've been saying, name them backside. Call them oh, yes. social media. <laughs> shame them. And we're going to go to a quick break right now because right after the break, I'm going to see if we can get both of those ladies in the chat room to call in and expand yeah. um, the dialogue uh, a bit. So stay with us, Nicole. Thank you for staying with us um, on this Sunday morning thus far. I know it's very early where you are in Washington right now, <laughs> but uh, we, we want, to, want to stay on for, for at least the next segment. So, so, so be with us. Thank you very much, Nicole. Okay. All right. All right, cool. Wait to another quick break right now. This is Etana with I Rise. Eh, eh. We are candidates winning a hill here. <laughs> yes, sir. A candidate has been duly sworn in as the 45th president of the United States. What a thing, what a thing. My Etana, stomach you are is still turning. I rise. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show.
Still I rise. Welcome back to the Art Skeptics Radio Show. This is Clyde the Cool Dude Forrester. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier the Fire Breather Sobers. Today on the Art Skeptics Radio Show, we are concluding a discussion that we started last week on the church and rape culture. Given the scandal which is now rocking the Moravian Church in Jamaica um, as a result of a senior pastor being caught in a sexually compromising position with a minor in the community where his church is based in Jamaica and the social media fallout which has happened as a result of that. Um, a number of other Moravian pastors, senior pastors too, bishops as a matter of yeah. fact, I don't know how they get that title, have been accused mm-hmm. of sexual assault as well and, and the outrage which mm-hmm. has been uh, generated from social media. If you go on Twitter or Facebook right now and search for the hashtag say their names, you'll be caught up on, on, on what has exactly been yes. transpiring with this uh, issue has been concerning. On the matter of call their names, just before the break, we asked uh, Nicole how she felt about um, naming some of these men on, on social media and you know platforms like Facebook and Twitter, as opposed to simply waiting until some kind of safe space is established. For some of these women, Facebook and Twitter is indeed the safest space in which I feel to uh-huh. to voice their opinion, name some of these men and so on. And in the chat room, we have Sharon Smith, Dr. Sharon Smith, and Yalla Broderick, who have been very vocal and very supportive of women who decide that they're going to take to social media and say their names. And we have Sharon right now, who is in studio. Sharon, tell us why it is that you support the Say Their Names movement, given the kind of potential legal ramifications that, that Hillier just mentioned. Okay. Go ahead, Sharon. Um, yes. Yeah, thanks for the opportunity to mm-hmm. speak on this. I do believe that the, the benefits mm-hmm. to the victim uh, and the empowerment that comes from saying their name out loud and then even even perhaps more importantly, getting the support and belief from others. And if this happens, it's also gravy. Other people saying, yes, if they do the same thing to me. Right. So that you are less likely to blame yourself and, I, and, and, and believe that you are complicit in your own victimization. Because this is what the society does to you. Mm-hmm. They, yeah. You believe that you caused it on yourself, uh-huh. and it's an isolated situation. Uh-huh. So when you name them, and others come out and say, "Well, you know, they did that too." It's very empowering. Or if right. you name them, and in the past when you had voiced it, you were not met with the right type of support or belief, and people now believe you. Uh-huh. That too is empowering. Now, yeah, the reality of re-victimization and the backlash from legal, this and that. But let me tell you something. Don't you know who for frightened. <laughs> because some of, these, some of these men dare not respond. Or if they respond, they huff and puff, but they not carry go court. Because they don't know that could have opened a can of worms that could cause all kind of problem because many times what you will find is once a pedophile rapist always a pedophile rapist 
Mm-hmm. So there might be people more recently who can provide incontrovertible evidence mm-hmm. of their behavior. Mm-hmm. So if they go that route, they, they put themselves at risk of that. So they might get a lawyer for write a letter. Cause you can't pay a lawyer for doing anything. No disrespect to you, Hillier, but <laughs> you don't know what you have to do. <laughs> you, you can't get a lawyer for doing anything. But get it in front of the court and, and, and looking to get redressed, exposing yourself to public ridicule and to the potential of others coming forward. So name and shame you. Yeah. Right, but right. Machan, don't you think that a, 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 a more gradual process might be, might be in order? In other words, rather than simply going, you know, just hitting the gas, you know, and taking off into into social media. Um, perhaps the first step, you know, might be, you know, to 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 express what happened to you within the confines of a confidential, um, you know, a confidential space. I mean, like a support group, um, you know, that 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 can indeed provide that validation of which you speak. Even if it is not going, um, you know, even if it doesn't necessarily immediately go the route of, 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 of let us say, retributive justice, um, I'm just wondering whether that might not be a better approach, um, you know, than simply going straight for um, the public, um, you know, the public audience, you know, where, um, you know, where people are simply faced with basically one side, um, just one side of the story, um, and therefore going to form impressions based simply on, on that and that alone. Um, you know, don't you think there is some danger of, 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 of again, um, or high risk of being, you know, um, re-victimized or being branded, you know, in 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 you know in an uncomplimentary way, given our cultural predisposition to normalizing, you know, sexual violence. You want me to answer, Hilary? Yes, I yes, do. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> Confidential support group. Mm-hmm. Are we? Are we think we're there? Not America. <laughs> no, 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 Machar. It's something that. It, no, I, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Yes. So there is an absence of that sort of infrastructure in Jamaica. Right. Okay. And sure, that would be that would be ideal. You know what mm-hmm. would have been ideal to to since we're talking about ideal, mm-hmm. if you never was victimized in the first place. Absolutely, right? but, but we're talking about a crisis. We're talking about a pathology ah. that prevails. So how and do we treat the pathology? And you're talking about something that don't exist. Right, but I'm saying is that that is something that can be more easily created, okay? Can be more easily created than more taking the matter all the way. Huh? No, I mean, it's here. I'm sorry. Not okay. more easily created than, than talking up on Facebook. Because actually, what speaking out on Facebook has been doing, apparently there are groups that are mm-hmm. forming. There's mm-hmm. East yeah. Life and there's We Change having their own support system that they're putting in place. 
Right. And so when people are naming and shaming in public, in the public space, then these groups get, um, they come to the group's attention and then they are able to provide follow-up support. So we're not talking about the ideal situation here. We're talking about what you're doing in a crisis. And yes, right. we're not saying that naming and shaming is all that should happen. Uh-huh. In many cases, it's important to also report it to the authorities, regardless of what happens thereafter, right? Uh-huh. But, but me not see the huge risk you're talking about, uh-huh. that huge risk as somebody who last week, oh, myself, yeah, me was molested in the church too. Uh-huh. Yeah. You are re-victimized when you close your eye and go to your bed. You uh-huh. are re-victimized when you get out of your rock bed and walking around the place and hear it happen to somebody else. You are constantly re-victimized. Uh-huh. You may get some empowerment from sharing this and uh-huh. finding support and finding like-minded people Right. By coming on Facebook or going on Twitter. So mm-hmm. I think the risk, the benefit outweighs the risk mm-hmm. in yeah. this instance. And I fully support this, especially for people who have no other recourse. Yes. yes. And, yes. and for, for, for women, so what about women now who would, would like to say their names, but not on social media? Yeah, I mean, well, bearing, mind that, bearing in mind that social media is, is something that is accessible primarily by middle-class people. Well, uh, so I don't know if I would that agree well. with that. Uh? I don't know if I agree with that because everybody has smartphone at Jamaica and the whole of them, they put on Facebook and Twitter on them smartphone. Well, I don't know about that. Well, yeah, I, well I, all right. But, 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 but let's just say that, that some of these women probably just don't want to do it uh, in that forum. Is there a space? Would you recommend that space for these women? There are a few spaces emerging. There are okay. a few spaces emerging. But but a lot of these spaces are concentrated in Kingston. This don't All only right. happen in Kingston. Okay. Yeah. Right? This don't happen this don't this don't only happen in Kingston and that is what Facebook and Twitter provide access mm-hmm. to space, virtual spaces that don't exist on the ground. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where you are, where you live, that that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah. why not create spaces on the ground? I mean, in other words, why why not why not move towards um creating those yes, spaces on the ground? And I okay. Well, in this, <laughs> well, I want to hear from because I don't want to leave out Nicole Cameron on this. Nicole, you have any thoughts on what Sharon has said? Well, you know, I'm listening to Sharon and I hear the emotion. <laughs> <laughs> And I, and I can see that um, you are extremely passionate about it. But oh, it's, it's difficult because mm-hmm. the reality is, as I said, you know, and I'll repeat, I am somewhere in the middle on this mm-hmm. issue, the naming yeah. and shaming. Mm-hmm. Because I can, my instinct is to say, yes, name and shame. Right. But then I'm also cognizant of the ramifications of such especially in a post-colonial society where we have yet to grapple with how power works. Right. Because at the end of the day, if you name and shame certain people, Uh the the backlash can be extremely severe. Uh So what I would 
probably proposed up front to a victim is do what you think is best for you. Yes. At the end of the day, that's probably mm-hmm. what I would say. Do mm-hmm. what is yeah. best for you. And mm-hmm. the reality is, in terms of Jamaica, one of the reasons we feel so, or many people feel so strongly about using public spaces like social media and so on, mm-hmm. is the failure of the justice system. And it goes back to that, you know. I agree. Yeah. That people do not feel that anything will come out of this. So mm-hmm. if right. the only recourse that I have is to make a post on Facebook, mm-hmm. tweet something on Twitter, then that mm-hmm. is it. Yes. So it's not an immediate solution, but the long-term solution has to be where those who are in power, those who have the resources, those who are placed in the relevant offices right. have to do something about it. People do right. not yes. trust the police. And in all fairness, the police have not proven themselves to be trustworthy. So, so people are like, well, it doesn't even make sense for me to report this. Right, so yeah, let me go yeah. to social media, let me tell somebody, whatever. But yeah, my yeah. advice would be, let the victim do what is best, mm-hmm. what he or she thinks is best for her. Right. Okay. Right. We have Yalna, we have Yalna Broderick, who is on hold right now. She managed to call in. Yalna, you were one of the persons who were saying that, listen, man, name them, call their names on social media. <laughs> Nail she their balls to the wall. Put them to shame. <laughs> Yalna, uh, you, you, you heard uh, Nicole's views. Just know you heard uh, Sharon echoing some of your own sentiments. What are some of your views on, on this issue, Yalna? And, and uh, do you have, uh, at the top of your mind, any kind of solution, any long-term, medium-term, short-term solution that you see to this a problem in, in Jamaica, which has been front and center for the past few weeks now? Um, hello, Good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, yes. Good solutions afternoon. are 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 short in coming. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it has to do with a mindset mm-hmm. that would have to change. Mm-hmm. It would yeah. have to it would have to be men recognizing not only men but men in particular recognizing the value of women. If you yes. don't recognize the value of a woman. Um, and her equality to you, then right. it is easy to to say, you know, um, take what you want and mm-hmm. leave the the rest as trash, which is yeah. what yeah. is happening. Which is why this mm-hmm. naming mm-hmm. is power empowering to the women mm-hmm. and showing the men that no, you do not have all the power. We mm-hmm. have to take our power. Since since you feel that that we do not deserve it, well, we'll show you we do, and we'll take mm-hmm. it. Right. Now, it is not ideal, I agree, mm-hmm. because there are those who are malicious who will mm-hmm. name those who are not guilty, mm-hmm. but it is such a minuscule um, mm-hmm. um, part of those who have actually done these mm-hmm. that it has to happen. There mm-hmm. has yeah. to be somewhere way that we have to say, look, enough of this. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with this shit all along. Right. We've had to sit in silence. We've right. had to put our, our lives on the on the back burner right. to protect your fragile egos and your on in your life and and your family. Right. Enough of this. Right. Yeah. It's right. it time for women to stand up and say yes, and that mm-hmm. will also empower the men who have been abused, mm-hmm. the young mm-hmm. boys, 
right. etc., to, to recognize that it, it does not make them less than because they feel less than because, you know, a, a man who has been raped by another man is now a girl. Right. So it's a yeah. woman who is second class. Yeah. Right, right. So now if women are taking their position as equals, mm-hmm. you can then say, well, I have been abused. We are no longer hiding in, in, in the background and thought of as, as less than. Yeah. We are equal to you, and we are now you know can speak out. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. So it 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 would help all of us who have been abused. Yes. And I agree with all the, the activists who started it. Mm-hmm. Those who are naming and shaming are coming from a place where they were feeling totally um, stepped on, not right. powerful. Yeah. And right. This is the way they take back their power. Right. Yes. Right. There are yeah, some right. people that feel, and a lot of women. Right. Who feel you should not um name anybody on what about their family, their children. Right. Uh okay, so what about my life? My life isn't worth anything. Right. No. The thing is, you know, but your but, but, family your mm-hmm. family is your family. You did what you did and you right. you put profess to to love your family. Well then don't do this shit. Right, I agree, but I, I do think though that we need to go beyond the short because to me, okay, naming and shaming. I, I, I sympathize with it, you know. I sympathize with it, and I and I and I and I get where you know where that sentiment comes from. But I all at the same time I wonder whether or not it isn't kind of a short term measure, which may possibly um, impede the development um, and acceleration of more longer term measures. Things and 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 by longer term measures I'm talking about the the reform, if not reengineering, of our institutions. You know that I, to, so that they are more responsive to dealing oh, I agree with this with particular you, problem. Yes. I agree yeah. with you, Hiller. But yes. guess what? If nobody said anything mm-hmm. and everybody was quiet, we'd still be in the same position. Nothing mm-hmm. would be happening. Nothing would be said. Right. The revol- revolution, there is no revolution that is bloodless. Some blood has to spill. And mm-hmm. guess what? <laughs> Women have been spilled, spilled, spilling blood yes. for so many centuries. Mm-hmm. It is time that, okay, no, it's your turn. We're going to yes. cut and slash. It mm-hmm. has to start this way. Mm-hmm. All right. Revolution does not happen without pain and suffering. Guess what? Yes, it's your yes. turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. right now, I mean, if, if, if some of these women continue, you know, uh, uh, along this uh, movement and you know, woe be unto Jamaica if men mm-hmm. were to start to name names as well. The island would have mm-hmm. turned upside down, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. People, you don't have people have to go migrate right away. Mm-hmm. But we know this. So, we know this. Mm-hmm. Some of these people would, would, would have to run for cover right away. Right? Churches mm-hmm. would, would be emptied. Parliament would be empty. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you don't have ministers running away, doctors running away, pastors running away, and, and all kind of things, right? Yes. So, so you know, as Nicole said, maybe it is the it is the victims who need to decide what is best for their own therapy, what exactly. is best for their, for, for their own oh, healing. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm 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 just I'm just simply saying that that I think it needs to it's, it, it 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 needs to go beyond that because I agree. Of, yeah. Because of 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 I mean look it it's it's a it's a complex problem, um, yes, you know it, it, it's extremely complex. It is mm-hmm. it is one you know that is shaped by by our history, by our by our culture, by the 
fact that we're still on the plantation and all that goes with it. So I'm just simply saying that those are the things that we also need to put on the table. All right, we need to go to a break, um, but we'll come back shortly to continue the discussion. Clive? All right, thank you very much, Celia. For persons in the chat room, if there are other persons in the chat room who would like to call in or um, you have a, a question, that would be a good time. We're going to probably our penultimate break uh, right now on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Jill Scott with Golden. Stay tuned.
Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive, the cool dude Forrester, and I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hillier, the Fabry, the Sobers. On the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, we are doing the second part and conclusion to um, a story that we started last week on the church and rape culture, how the church actually manages to maintain rape culture either directly um, or indirectly by silencing victims and so on. And we have been talking to a number of persons who have been intimately involved with um, advocacy and persons who have been involved in research, uh, whether gender research and research on sexual violence and so on. And, and there seems to be a, a, a consensus emerging that, you know, victims need to take care of their uh, own healing, right? V- victims yes. need to take charge of their own healing. And uh, if, if some of those steps on the path of healing means stepping on a few toes, then that's how it has got to be. And, and certainly that ha- has been happening on social media with the Say Their Names movement. Hashtag Say Their Names Search right on Facebook or on Twitter. So uh, just before the break, we started off with uh, some more suggestions for solutions. And, yeah. um, you know, Hillier was more or less saying that the, the, the movement needs to go beyond social media to create actual safe spaces so that women and girls can have their voices heard and um, some kind of restorative justice um well, yes. Initiative the undertaking. Um, um, can I jump in, Christ? Yes, yes, Nicole, go ahead. Okay, I want to mention something before time runs out. Is that as a society we get extremely upset when instances like the Moravian Church issue come to the forefront? Yes. Yeah. But one of my questions is, what are we doing? What are we saying about the everyday instances of the mm-hmm. teenage girl in our community that we know is with a older man? Right, right. You see, we cannot have this reactive stance where it's only mm-hmm. the big issues that make yeah. us get militant mm-hmm. and we ignore the everyday acts of violence against women in the society. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. All yes. of the crimes are equally should be treated equally mm-hmm. in the public in the public view. That is one. And yeah. two, we cannot also only address the extreme cases like rape and carnal abuse. Mm-hmm. We have to begin at the shorter end of the spectrum. We mm-hmm. have to deal with sexual harassment. Right. Um, I don't remember which one of you said it before. But it is 100% true that mm-hmm. 100% of Jamaican women, by the time they are about 13, have yes. dealt with multiple cases of sexual harassment. As a young girl growing up in Jamaica, when I was in my early teens, Clyman Hillier, I yes. was terrified mm-hmm. of leaving my house. Yes. Wow. When my parents would send me somewhere, maybe to a neighbor or whatever, I used to find excuses not to go. Yes. I must have yes. thought I was lazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you don't tell your parents these things. Right. Right. But, and I grew up in rural Jamaica. I grew mm-hmm. up in an average rural community. 
yes. Yeah. But why? Because as soon as you step outside of your door, mm-hmm. you are dealing with, I mean, I can't even repeat some of the things that men are telling you what they want to do to you. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about it. What does a 12-year-old, a 11-year-old, a 10-year-old child, yeah. how does a 10, 11, 12, 13-year-old child deal with this? Right. How do you process this? Yes. When yes. especially you know that if you should talk to somebody about this, somehow you it is going to be your fault. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. Or yes. that is one. Or two, when families in particular just don't talk about sex. We talk right. about sex education in Jamaica and we tell parents talk to your children about sex. Now, my opinion is that many parents talk to their children about sex. Yes. But have we told them what to say about sex? Because the majority of talk about sex in Jamaica and homes is one sentence. Do not do it. Right. Yes. Yes. And it yes. does not go beyond that. when a 13-year-old is faced with this level of harassment, what do you do? You, right. You, right. Because, because then, you, you, so, you can't language. You do mm-hmm. not have the language about. to. You can't avoid it. Yeah. Right. We right. don't even have the language to process it. Yeah. Right. You, right. You, you, right. Just, you, 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 I agree, yeah, and in fact, yeah. on that one, I want to mention at this juncture that for I know certainly maybe up to about maybe 20 years ago, I think um, the women's movement in Jamaica, WOJA, had actually articulated and put forward uh, a sexual harassment bill or suggested a sexual harassment bill, um, which has been pretty much languishing. I mean, no, no, no government has really taken it on. You know, and I, I do think that this might be an opportune time for um for, for that particular issue to be taken up um by this by this movement, you know, in getting legislation on sexual harassment. Because if nothing else, even the advocacy of it is likely to spur national conversation about what exactly is sexual harassment and the, 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 the depth and breadth of, of the pathology that it is in Jamaica. You know, so that is something that I would certainly, I would certainly encourage. Um, exactly. You know, internationally, I mean, I can tell you, I mean, you know, sexual harassment um, is being addressed very frontally. Um, yes. You know, in other countries, it's certainly being addressed in institutions um, in international institutions like the one I work at, um, at the Organization of American States, you know, so there's yeah. a lot of material um, that can be used, you know, to to to, to advance uh, to advance a case, you know, that yeah. this needs to be dealt with as a matter of priority. Um, exactly. Yes, you know, um, Sharon, is Sharon still All right, hold on. But before before I go to Sharon, yes. um, Garth has been on hold. Um, I asked him if he'd like to leave a comment or two, and okay. he said yes. Um, Garth, you weren't able to listen to the entire show, but based on what you heard, Garth, do you think you could propose a, a, any kind of solution, anything that could alleviate this 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 
this problem that we're witnessing in Jamaica. So it's, it's a twofold problem. So there's one, the sexual harassment and sexual aggression towards women and girls, and then the, the, the cover-up which ensues, right? You know, people who try to silence the victims, uh, protect the accused person, and, and simply ignore the problem. What are some of the ways that you think this could be um, alleviated, Garth? Go ahead. Well, one of the things that, that strikes me, and I'm quite sure you guys have alluded to, is, is how much of a cultural issue this really is and how deeply ingrained yes. and immersed and intertwined with a culture of patriarchy and, um, uh, you know, a culture of obedience to the Christian um, uh, religion, you know, all of those institutional type things that are tied in with it. And um, just like, or very similar to the problems of, of that are being recognized here in the United States, of, of where, where a certain things white privilege is being named and called out, there is this whole notion of, of male privilege that's very, very difficult to, for, for the ordinary man to conceive of because that is the structure upon which his whole you know, hierarchy that he considers normal has been uh-huh. built. And to, 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 to bring in the notion that these things are actually... Um, uh, they're norms, but they're norms that shouldn't be norms. Means that they have to be the fundamental and basic ways. Yeah. Really, um, basic type language and um, uh, uh, techniques have to be um, found to 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 handle these situations mm-hmm. at yeah. very very basic levels of understanding. Um, and, right. You know, the ladies that are on the women that were speaking before talked about um, the the, the concept of uh, women owning themselves and of, of, of their equality, that, that needs to, to, to um, be taken through the whole society. You know, yes. everyone has to, to be on board with those kinds of concepts as basic, as, uh-huh. as prerequisites to anything for, for yes. any of this to move yeah. forward. And uh-huh. So that's the, the thing that strikes me is just how... Um, very basic it is, and how fundamental the the the, um, the activity has to to to, to, uh-huh. um, to, to get done. Right. To, to uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much for that, Garth. Uh, continue to listen. Sure. All right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let me see if Sharon is still there. Uh, Sharon, um, you've been you know quite active in the chat room. You, you've been. Uh, you know, keeping the discussion going, and and right now I can hear your fingers in the background typing away. <laughs> uh, what is what what is the end game here? Because you know this this issue will have its day in court. Um, the, the the media has already started to slow down in its coverage. Hopefully, it will pick up again once this um, finally gets to court. But you know. How do you see this all playing out? I mean, is is there um, a kind of silver lining in sight for victims and persons hurt by by this issue? You mentioned the work of We Change and E for Life. How do persons uh-huh. find out about these organizations? For well, I can't speak for those organizations. Mm-hmm. But what I would like to say is uh, something that I said last week, which is that education. Uh-huh. Comprehensive sex education would provide a basis 
for the cultural shift that is required to mm-hmm. change from being the norms of of the Jamaican society. Yes. However, yes. the church plays a very strong role in maintaining the ignorance of our children. The school has the option to say that they will not implement the mm-hmm. sex ed- age-appropriate sex ed program mm-hmm. on the basis of religion. Right. As yeah. far as I'm aware, the churches don't materially support the schools. Right. Not yes. anymore. No, they right. right. pay- So this, and in the same way that the math curriculum and the English curriculum and all of these others cannot be varied. Why are they allowing this important part of the education of our our youth to be ignored? Because they're right. teaching abstinence only at St. Hugh's High School. I am going to name and shame. Right. Right? <laughs> yes. And they use the excuse. It's a deaconess that heads the school. And right. She, right. Has, she has responded with hostility. Right. When we ask that they consider implementing the Ministry of Education program. Right. Yeah. And she's given backative by other people, all of whom are Christians. Well, there you well, go. Well, that, well right. to me, I mean, you're, you're touching on a very important variable there, and, and that is the, and that is the, the role of the of church and religion. The um, Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and and this is why for me I do think that, you know, it's important, you know, as part of movement building, you know, to as you say, Sharon, name and shame, you know, some of these institutions or institutional heads, you know, that are essentially impeding um measures, you know, macro yeah. measures that that could make a difference. Sharon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. Um, here. Because I mean, and I do think that you know that there is room, um, theoretically, you know, for movement actors, so to speak, to to perhaps develop their own programs, you know, of of public education, um, you know, targeting the most vulnerable, i.e., our no, our. Not clear. Uh, you you yeah. you forget um, the, the a few years back yes. when. The manual was prepared for right, the right. for the children living in state facilities. I remember. Okay, is would it stop that again? Well, that was that was yes, but that that was largely that was well. That, there there were confluence of factors, um, and of course the government of the day um, was I would I would consider to be the the major one. Um, but to me that does not that does not have to inhibit persons who activists from moving from continuing to engage um at whatever level is 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 available to them you know i mean it could be it could be in their immediate communities you know however they define it um i mean i do think there is still room to 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 engage regardless of 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 the sort of backlash that basically yeah. took JFG out. Um, right. You know, I, I, I mean, part of it I would also add is, is, is just, just the rampant 
backwardness and, and, and ignorance of many of yeah, our fellow Jamaicans. Yeah, 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 you know, that, yeah, that yeah. had a lot to do with it too. Right. You see, you see, my, my recommendation is, is far more direct and immediate. Mm-hmm. Close down the Moravian Church in Jamaica um, until they can fully reorganize and come up with some kind of state-approved infrastructure that protects children inside that church. I, I, I think that is that that goes to the root of the problem, right? Um, you know, my contention is that in Jamaica, for instance, anybody could become a pastor, right? You could uh-huh. get up one day, decide that you're going to buy some fold-out chairs and a piece of tarpaulin, and boom, you start a church. And you have parents in, in whichever community would be carrying their children to that church. And, and what you have is a situation where you have uh, an adult who is unsupervised, who hasn't done a background check, is not um, cleared as a, as a safe person, and has no um, unchecked, um, you know, un, a, a kind of unchecked and unsupervised access to minors. Yeah. That right. Here. So, so, so the, the very nature of how church operates in, in Jamaica sets up the, the, the problem. Fine. And that, that is what I think needs to change. And, and hopefully the, the, the state might um, intervene and, of course, a number of other civil service organizations and, and so on, intervene and create uh, you know, appropriate pr- principles and procedures for the interaction between adults and minors uh-huh. in all of these various institutions, church and so on, right? Church especially, because as far as I know, there is a, a quite an extensive guideline for teachers, which is the, uh-huh. the, the, the other kind of profession that has access to minors. Pastors and, and deacons and, you know, so-called bishops and whoever, their access to minors should be restricted, should be supervised, it, it, mm-hmm. it should be institutionalized, right? And until that happens, either the Moravian church simply closes down or they, 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 they do not allow persons younger than 18 into the church. Plain and simple. Yes. Clive, we only have about four minutes left or less, three minutes really. Um, yeah. So, so, um, so let, let's hear some, some concluding remarks from our, our special guest, Nicole Cameron. Yes, Nicole. Uh, Nicole? Yeah. Well, first of all, I totally disagree with Clive on that closed door of the Moravian church issue. As an extremely conservative church woman myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my goodness. Lord of mercy. And I put that out there. Um, but having said that, uh, in terms of sexual violence, I think we have all agreed that it's uh, it's too ingrained in Jamaican society. Yeah. So what we need is a total re-engineering of the fabric of the society. Mm-hmm. And as I said at the beginning, sexual violence is a gendered crime. We cannot forget that. Right. It is not a church crime. It is not a school crime. Yes. At the end of the day, it's a gendered crime. Yes. And the reality is that how we socialize men in Jamaica that is mm-hmm. at the root of the problem. Yes. And therefore, men in church, men outside of church, mm-hmm. will continue to perpetuate the, the problem. Yes. It is not a church issue. Yes. And it should never be framed as such. Yes. It is yes. a Jamaican cultural problem that mm-hmm. has to be dealt with. 
And okay. I mean, we have discussed many reasons which we can do that. So mm -hmm. I hope that, I think it was Skype who said that, I hope that the momentum can continue where the authorities, because at the end of the day, people on mm -hmm. the ground, yes, we can name and shame, we can organize, we can do all of that, but we need the institutions of government to catch up well, exactly. and have appropriate, have appropriate both, both legislation and proactive mm -hmm. and proactive um, in, institutions and organizations that will ensure that sexual predators are dealt with in the manner appropriate. Absolutely. So their action. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Nicole Camber. We have to sure, run. Thank you to all our, all uh, to all our other 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 folks in the chat group. Sharon Smith, Alden Garth, Stella Penner, who spoke to us, and Yalna Broderick. Uh, next week we're going to close off our season um, with a chat with Dr. Latoya Lazarus, who is going to talk to us about the church and the law examining the role of Christianity in shaping sexual politics in Jamaica which was the subject right. of our PhD. Um, so, all right, Clive, I'll leave it to you to take us out. All right, we're out of here, folks. This is Sizzler with Black Woman and Child. What, the Black Nation? I love it. Africa still remains so fine Empresses and emperors living from Indochine I know you're the first to give birth and took mankind Now let me say you'll be hurt, be no meager to find You yeah, take out your and I give thy praise That's where my cup not will be always How have you been going through those days of being away from me Love woman and child, you yeah, yeah, yeah.
at your door Dressed in Ethiopian clothes Coming more and more Oh, what a lovely day The blessing is so pure Someone can sleep today Of this I am sure Yeah, yeah, yeah Black woman, I'm tired Yeah, yeah, yeah Why you have got so much love Whenever you make me proud, oh, 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 black woman and toy, yeah, 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 for you I have so much love, oh, 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 bills and oh, 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 o